In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, can self-improvement create self-destruct in your marriage? The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Is Man versus Marriage. And welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. We are so happy that you're here. You look at yourself in the mirror and you just say, Somebody out there loves me, and it's obviously the Q Dog. Thanks for listening. I'm in the studio with my wife, Jeannie. We are handling this cool little series called MVSM Minisodes, where we are bringing you some stuff. That is so good. Believe me. It's the best. It's the greatest. Believe me. Today, we want to talk about self-improvement. And can that self-improvement lead to self-destruct in your marriage? Uh, before we do that, remember our email address, coach at man versus marriage podcast.com. Coach at man versus marriage podcast.com. Reach us on the Facebook at MBSM podcast. And if you are an Instagram lover, check me out on Instagram, Quincy underscore Moran underscore. And uh, the Man vs. Marriage podcast Instagram is up. It's happening. But dang it, I don't remember the name of it. So I don't want to give the wrong one. But you'll find it because I follow it. Now, self-development. Boy, it is all the rage and it has been for several years. Um, but even if it's not like hardcore self-development... There's changing. Look, Jeannie, are you the same woman now that you were 30 years ago? Well, no, I was 10. I know. You're 11. <laughs> 11. Uh, right, right, right. No, clearly not. So are you the same woman that you were 20 years ago? No. No. I'm not the same dude. You're not the same girl. We've changed. But we're both guilty, I would say, of treating each other the same as we did when we met. At least we were in that first decade. Mm -hmm. Not realizing that over time, people change. Sometimes it's changed for the better. Sometimes it's changed for the worst. But with all that's going on right now with self-development, Coach Rita said it perfectly several episodes ago that... You could actually self-develop yourself out of your marriage because yeah. if one person is is like super self-development, like me, you know, um, and your spouse is not supercharged self-development, like me, you uh, <laughs> you can uh, there's a chance you could grow apart or that you could just infuriate the other person because you're developing so much. And you're feeding them so much information, you know, it can cause a grudge or resentment. Now, as far as it goes with us, you know, um, 2009, you you know, go back and look at uh, at Facebook. Um, I was a bit of a chunkmeister. I was a big, healthy helping of chubby chubness. I was morbidly obese. Okay, let's just put it out there that way. Um, 
and I uh, I never got on a scale that told me I was 400 pounds. I just know that I had lost a, a pretty substantial amount of weight and got on the scale, and I was in the 380s. So, you know, math would tell you that I was a 400-pounder. And boy, all the comments that were made. Anyway, um, you know, my brother and I decided to get healthy. I started to change. And we went to, I had sent Jeannie by a couple times to this uh, person in town known as uh, as PJ and uh, had had her ask some questions and maybe get some protein powder or something else. And finally she was like, you know what? I'm not answering another question until he comes in. <laughs> and so we went in together and... PJ is, if if there is a definition of all in, I think PJ's name oh, yeah. would be right next to it. Oh, yeah. So my decision to get healthy ended up affecting Jeannie, who was already overburdened, to tell the truth. You already had enough going on. But it ended up affecting you immensely. You could talk about that. Well, yeah, it ended up, because I'm the one that takes care of most of the cooking and um, the grocery shopping. And at the time I did the budget, we weren't on the same page yet with um, doing finances together, which obviously has changed now. But back then, trying to manage a budget and then having him go on needing certain supplements, needing certain foods made, portions met, how many meals you had to have, um, that fell to me because those were the things that I chose to take care of managing the household. Um, but it became overwhelming because now I'm not just cooking dinner for the kids. I'm, I've got, you know, eight little people and myself over here having one meal and you over here having something totally different. Did I have to do it that way? No, we could have all ate the same thing, but all 10 of us eating the exact same meal, he literally ate the exact same meal three to five times a day gross just throwing it out there you gotta do work man you gotta do work yeah you try telling kids they're eating green beans rice and uh meat honey over and over and over again you you know you know you know that i could i would and i have told the kids that you are just so much softer in a good way for them children deserve cookies that's just all there is to it death of the cookie (laughs) death of the cookie anyway you are Correct. The responsibility, the responsibility fell heavily on you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even something that I decided. It seemed like an agreement between you and PJ. I was the beneficiary of that. Because you had the salsa talk, and then it became my responsibility to make sure that you ate exactly what you were supposed to eat. <laughs> Actually, that was way before the salsa talk, because that, you know, that was further in. Um, all that was decided. Anyway... Um, it was a point where, you know, I had to look at myself and say, dude, you have all these children, you have a wife, how are you going to be around to interact or be a part of their life? And I had just gotten the news, too, that my dad had congestive heart failure, Yeah, you know, so it was a necessary step in our life and it it wasn't a bad thing that he wanted to change i mean i understand why i understand what you needed to do it was just a responsibility although i took it on on my own you never took it away you never offered to take it away it just became expected because i i had done it um so 
it, that kind of started creating issues, I think. Kind of? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No rules. No rules. It definitely caused problems. I, I had a lot of um, anger and resentment because the the – Obviously, your diets changed, your food habits changed, and every time they changed, it became a frustration for me. The budget changes when your food changes. Mm -hmm. The cooking changes when your food changes. The amounts change as your body changes. And then I wasn't really feeling like there was any reward coming out of this on my end. I was putting in work. But, like, you go to the gym, you put in work, you eat the food, your body's changing. I'm going to the store, buying the food, prepping the food, making the food, making sure you're eating the food. Hi. There's nothing coming out of it for me. And then it became where you were getting obsessive about what we were eating, how the kids and I were eating, why we weren't getting on board with what you were doing. So much so that it kind of created a stigma for me of, I, I love to bake. I love to make cookies. I love to make pies. I love to teach my kids how to cook. I grew up in a house where carbs are your friend. Okay, I grew, I'm Italian. We eat pasta. We eat rice. We ate a lot of meat and rice, which I have not fed my kids since we've been able to afford not being on the poor man's food. But um, I loved doing that stuff. And as we got into the kids, some of the kids having gluten-free and you being on your different meal plans and things it just got overwhelming even now you're rubbing your face it it is it's just it's frustrating because it took the fun out of everything for me it took the fun out of it it now cooking now became a job i enjoyed cooking things making things trying new recipes trying to make things taste better you couldn't eat it you couldn't even taste it Mm -hmm. and then the kids would get upset because we would make something and dad won't eat it yeah, you know that's lousy. And now we're at a place where some of the kids just don't want to tell you what they're eating or don't want us to know what they're doing because they feel like they're disappointing or upsetting you because they're not following what you want them to follow. They're not on the same plan. I'm not on the same plan. Let's be honest. I still eat my sugar. I drink my sodas and I eat my junk food. I'm a foodie that it is what it is. Am I happy with it? No. Am I ready to change it? No. I think that my emotional and mental health is a little more important at the moment. I will get there. We know that. I've started making strides that direction. But I am not as hardcore as you where I can just flip a switch and I'm going to eat the same meal five times a day. No, Jeannie is not. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> – and those aren't my eating habits today. But still, no. still just to get to get to the whole, you know, point of the matter is when I changed – um, I did it so hardcore that, you know, you had some responsibilities increase. Um, if I maybe didn't meet some goals, maybe you got the brunt of it. I don't know if that ever happened. Um, I think once she saw how hard I worked, um, you know, we developed a rapport. She almost fired me as a client within the first few weeks because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hard headed. But I mean, you experienced it too, honey. I have to ask questions so I understand. Yeah. I have to. I have to understand. Doing things blindly is just—it's not within me because I have to. I'm the—I'm the only one who lives inside of me, and I have to be able to tell myself this is the reason that you will continue. 
It's not forever. It's for now. This is why you're going to continue. This is what you've committed to do, you know, and I totally agree that it's, you know, it was more fun um, eating myself into sickness as far as the food side goes. I mean, I just looked at it as, um, I looked at it as what what was more fun was knowing that I was going to get healthy and be around longer, you know, have the opportunity to be around longer. But irregardless, my decision to do that, to better myself, should have been a positive. But because we didn't, I don't think we ever sat together and negotiated how this thing would go. We didn't. And that's, I think, where the, the issue is. And I can, for whatever reason, I can feel like people are listening to this going, God, she's such an asshole because all he wanted to do was get healthy and, and do better so he could be there for her. After all she's done is complain that he's never there and this and that. That's not what it was. Okay. I, I have never told him, I don't want you to get healthy. I have never gone against you or caused problems with what you wanted to do. This was all internal with me. We didn't, this discussion happened, what, a week ago? Yeah. Where we finally just said, okay, what happened in this moment? Because we had a party coming for the kids and there were the issues with what to make, what not to make, what's okay, what's not okay, because we don't want to upset you with the choices that we're making. And it's not just me, it's the kids. They're affected by it. If we had sat down in the beginning and said, this is what you're going to do, and we had maybe set up, like I used to do Sunday prep days for the family. If we had maybe negotiated and said, okay, you're going to cook with me, but you're going to take care of your prep for the week. Yeah. And made it so that it didn't feel like it was my responsibility. If, um, if I'm doing, when we did the voice, it's my responsibility to get to the gym, to do the regiments that were given to me, to do the, the voice exercises, to go over the music, to learn all these things. It's my responsibility. When we did that, our negotiation was between the two of us of all I need you to do is watch the kids yeah. and give me my time to do what I need to do. That was the negotiation. When it came down to your dieting and your going to the gym and things like that, we didn't really have that conversation it was this is what we're doing this is what's happening can you get these things to the store for me and it just kind of became my responsibility unintentionally right. yeah but it just became something else for me to do to add to my plate but it's still you know and it's something now um you know now i'm carnivore keto i've been keto going on seven years you know uh i just realized that yesterday when I said I'd been doing it for six I'm on seven I'm on my seventh year um I after our conversation about this and me hearing that I took the fun out of what you love to do it really hurt me bad it hurt me I don't know if you've noticed a change in what I'm saying or not saying uh, when it comes to what you and the kids and, you know, they're eating. I've got one keto person in the house with me, and she manages herself like I do. But I absolutely made it a point to stop criticizing or voicing that as constantly as I have. And And I even told you that we need to renegotiate some things so that you can go back to making those traditions with the kids because I think if we would have had 
the tools that we have now in that time, you if you would have come to me after, I don't know, a month or whatever and say, look, I'm disappointed because this took the fun or this took a part of me away, I could have really corrected it immediately. Well, I think the conversations that we did had usually ended up in arguments because it was me frustrated over not having enough money to get what we needed or having to cook two meals and getting frustrated with you. And it turned into arguments often. Yeah. Because it was just, why am I doing this? Why Why can't we just put everybody on the same thing? And we never, we just couldn't. It mm-hmm. wasn't feasible for you. It wasn't doable for you. But it was coming out as being a money issue or being um, a, a burden rather than just telling you the heart of it was this is hurtful because I can't do what I love to do without feeling guilty for it. Yeah. You know, so I, and now we're in a place like the party. You did great. All that stuff that was out here, I know, I know, I know, I know that you did not want them eating that stuff. You did not want the stuff in the house. And we did actually work around keto. We made sure that those that were here that wanted it and needed it, we made things that were within their, their, um, diet and it was fine because they weren't left out on anything. But I know it's, it was frustrating a little bit at first until you finally, we finally had this talk and we came down to, it's one night. It's a party. If we, if we had negotiated that in the beginning and said, okay, on Sundays, we're going to let the kids make a dessert and we're just going to let them have it. Because when we grew up, we did Sunday dinners, you know, church on Sunday, you go to church, you come home, there's a big meal. That was the big hurrah of the week because the rest of the week we were probably eating, you know, canned roulette. But it's just making sure that your spouse is on the same page and you negotiate. You might be removing something from your life, but that doesn't mean you have to take it out of your spouse or your families. You know, taking the example I always use is my dad doesn't drink. My dad doesn't do alcohol at all. He's a recovering alcoholic. <clears throat> But he has never said when we go out to dinner that I can't have a drink. Right. The only request is don't put it in front of me. Yeah. I can sit across the table and have a drink and have a conversation and he's fine. But I would never just put something under his nose and say, doesn't it smell great, dad? Yeah. That's that's not cool. Yeah. So I wouldn't make cookies and go, here, babe, and shove it under your nose knowing that that's one of your weaknesses. I wouldn't do that. But Yeah, and it's, and it's not... The, the thing that's hard is it just crushes me to disappoint you. And it also it also hurts me because I do know how much you love to bake. Um, so I, you know, I really, I really had to have a come to Jesus meeting with myself to say, you're not 400 pounds anymore, dude. Now, look, if I eat garbage, garbage, you know. I just feel like crap, and it's not worth it to me. But during the holiday season, could I taste one of your cookies and tell you that it's fantastic, and meet you there? Not make a not make a habit out of eating all the cookies. Could I do that? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that we could come to some agreement. But we we got we have to now renegotiate these terms. I'm I'm going to be keto for life because. I feel the best I've ever felt. My numbers are the best that they've ever been as far as my blood work and my 
my liver, my kidneys, everything is so much better. But I don't, I no longer want it to be um, a hindrance to us. And that's why I, I stop myself, you know, and I, and I would see the things coming for the party or what you're making. And instead of getting, voicing any frustration about it, it's like, let me let them make their decisions. They know where I stand on it. We'll talk about it every once in a while, but I can't, I can't continue to over evangelize it in my home because it's going to create resentment and the opposite effect. Now, the thing is, is that maybe your struggle is not with health. And I, I don't feel, I didn't take any of it the way that you're concerned. People were taking it. Maybe they are because they don't have our whole history or they don't know. But my decision to get healthy, the responsibility should have been on me a hundred percent. You know, it should have been on me a hundred percent. And I do take a lot of responsibility in that now. Well, like I said, that wasn't a choice that you made. I made the choice to do those things for you because that was the role I had in the house. So it wasn't something that you forced on me. It was something that we just kind of did. And I think that happens a lot where you, you know, you just want to help your spouse. You want to do what you can to support them. But I took on something that just overrode me. And then we didn't. And we didn't discuss it. We never sat to negotiate it and then periodically discussed it. Or, you know, when you realized that you were disappointed because this had been removed, you could have come to me and maybe you didn't know that. And and, I didn't want to feel like you, I didn't want you to feel like I wasn't supporting what you were doing. Got you. And I, and I wouldn't have seen it that way at all. And, but, but that. That it's is my internal dialogue, not yours. Right. But it, still, it, it plays it, but a But still, my internal dialogue, I at least if we would have sat to negotiate, I would have told you how lost I was feeling and how I worked so hard, but my health wasn't getting better and why it was so important to me. And then we could have negotiated it and you could have helped me make it a softer message to the kids and not been so harsh and overbearing on it. Yeah. So definitely a lesson learned. Now, maybe your self-development situation is not about your weight. Maybe it's not about whatever it's about. Take the time to negotiate with your spouse and sit down and maybe just explain to them what your goals are, what, what you want to become, who you want to be, and make sure that it's a constant over, I mean, it's a constant conversation so that you don't, develop yourself out of your marriage or you don't create a place of resentment without negotiations and resentment just it once it starts to mature it turns into bitterness and it creates space and now you've got a a a large open space created with bitterness and that's hard to overcome unless you unless you are willing to sit and listen and to make some sort of negotiation. We're over on the episode, so we'll have to wrap it up. But um, I think it's, I, I feel like it's extremely important. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you are somebody who cares about um, self-development. So just be advised. Ask your spouse, how is this affecting you? I've recently had to change my protocol for self-development because I was concerned that I would develop myself 
so far ahead of Jeannie that where would we relate from now on? So I I had to really redefine what that looked like for me based on the man I want to be and how that would better my marriage and how that would better me as a father and focus on those areas. What did you want to say? Well, we talked about the other side of this, but we're running long on this one, so we'll have to finish it up on another one. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that you're listening. I would love to know what your feedback is, what's your experience. Um, You know, can you relate to what I'm saying? Because the way you do one thing is the way it all gets done. I want you to remember that, so don't let that get lost on you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Man vs. Marriage. Enjoy. Spread the good news. Your marriage can be as good as you want it to be. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.